Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. I'd like to start with a scripture verse from Isaiah 59 and verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Well, we have an enemy that's in the state of Ohio, and it's the abortion industry, and it has a radical abortion ballot measure that Ohioans will be voting on on November 7th. It's issue one. It's a radical abortion amendment that would legalize abortion to the ninth month of pregnancy, really to the time of birth. It would do away with all of Ohio's pro-life laws that we have fought for over a 30-year period. Ohio's ban on partial birth abortion would be gone if this ballot measure passes. The 20-week abortion ban, the heartbeat law, the parental notification law, all these pro-life laws will be gone if Ohioans vote for issue one. That's why we're urging a no vote. The Ohio Christian Alliance is urging a no vote on issue one. Pro-life groups across Ohio are ramping up in a campaign against Issue 1. There's going to be a March for Life on October 6th at the State House in Columbus, in downtown Columbus. There are town halls that are taking place across the state. And, of course, there's literature that the Ohio Christian Alliance will be putting out in our Ohio Christian Alliance handout voter guide to the churches. And, again, that information is on our website at ohioca.org. The Issue 1 material is there. We'll also this week have information on Issue 2, which will legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio. So, no, the enemy has come in like a flood into our state, and we must rise up a standard, and the Lord will raise up a standard, and that's you and I, his people. If we go to the polls and we vote adamantly, vote no, and we share it with our family, our friends, our neighbors, and whosoever will, we can still win this fight. Well, with me on the phone is someone who is fighting the good fight down there in the greater Cincinnati area. That is the first of the uh, national right-to-life chapters founded by Dr. Wilkie, bless his memory, as he's passed on to be with the Lord. And we carry on the legacy of Dr. Wilkie and his wife and all those pro-lifers that have gone before us as we continue the march for life as we continue to support the unborn in the womb. With me on the phone is Laura Streetman. She is the director of Cincinnati Right to Life, and she's fired up and has got the team moving, and they're doing a lot of work. And Laura, it's great to be have you on the program today. Thank you, Chris. It's always great to be with you, uh, and I just always appreciate the fact I serve alongside you in this battle to keep this disgusting culture of death out of our state. Absolutely. We've been working with the coalition since the beginning of the year, and uh, we've been tried, we've been tested. We, of course, were working on the issue on August 8th. We weren't successful, but we did muster 1.3 million votes uh, to support it, and that's our base going into November. But we've got to build on that in a big way, and Ohioans have to come out. I'm glad to see that the Catholic Church has finally woken up. It's a sleeping giant. And the bishops and the priests are out there, and they're, uh, I would say, in the in the Baptist Church pounding the pulpit, but <laughs> I think they are getting the word out to the congregants 
to get out there and vote no on issue one. Your thoughts on that? I completely agree with you. It's wonderful to see the Ohio Catholic Conference of Bishops take a really hard stand, not even just a soft stand. They have dug their heels on on this. The Catholic Church has stood against child murder in the womb from, you know, the minute that Roe was passed in 1973. And obviously, even before that, they spoke out against the fact that this was coming. Um, The church is teaching is against that, and we're glad that they are not only just taking the stand as one of their tenets of the faith, but they're actually actively promoting the fact that we cannot have this in our state, and we all must vote no. Every believing Christian must vote no on November 7th on Issue 1. And I'm, you know, thankful for all six of the bishops and their encouragement of their pastors, not only to speak about it from the pulpit, but to have signs in front of their churches, to host town halls, to host um, events. Um, Chris, in Cincinnati, we have a really robust campaign here called From the Pews to the Poll. So they can hear all these things at church and read it in the bulletin, but we have to get the people out to vote. We have to actively engage them to get registered to vote and get out to vote. It is the only way that we are going to win. Well, that's right. Uh, again, we're talking with Laura Streetman. She's the director of Cincinnati Right to Life. She's part of the broad coalition of pro-life community across the state that's active with literature, with yard signs, with door-to-door, uh, with uh, uh, well, what you just heard from the church to the polls. We've got to get our folks out. Listen, it doesn't matter unless you vote, and you've, and you've got to be registered to vote. On our website, we're going to have a link where you can register online with the Secretary of State's office. You can also go directly to the Secretary of State's office website, and you can register to vote. If you have any question whether you, your registration is updated, you can do that. So we're also going to have handout literature that you can print and download on the Ohio Christian Alliance website, and we're going to be distributing that to churches. Uh, we're going to have a request up there. If you'd like to request some for your church as well, we'll be on the website. Again, that's at ohioca.org. And we'll also, yard signs are available. We're going to have the distribution centers, and Cincinnati Right to Life is one of them. Laura, tell us about that with Cincinnati Right to Life, about the yard signs. Oh, yes. Well, it's been amazing. They arrived last Thursday. We had them blessed by a priest. And within 24 hours, we gave away half of the signs that we received. We gave away 10,000 signs. So our offices here in Cincinnati, we're here 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. We have a security system, so our doors are always locked. And when someone comes to our office, we have cameras and we see who they are. And we've had just hundreds of very friendly supporters for life who are out there working as well come to our offices to get yard signs. Some people have picked up one or two, but most people that are coming, Chris, are getting them for their entire neighborhood or their entire family to help. And we are also distributing the signs to the different counties in Southwest Ohio, you know, different county Republican parties, thousands of them at a time to make sure that people have yard signs. So it is our hope and prayer that all 20,000 of these signs will be distributed by, you know, in a week from now, that we'll have them out, even outposts that will then distribute them from Warren County, from Butler County, from Claremont County, from Adams County you know, Green County, all the counties surrounding us uh, that are fighting against this issue one where we must vote no on November 7th to keep 
abortion up to the moment of birth out of Ohio's constitution. So it's been exciting to talk to so many people that are really, really pounding the pavement, letting as many people know as they can, and they come to our offices to get the yard signs. So we are truly encouraged by the energy that we are seeing that Ohioans absolutely stand against this diabolical amendment. Also, Cleveland Right to Life has signs, and we're going to have that on our website as well, Northeast Ohio Right to Life in Akron. Uh, their offices are open uh, 9 to 5 daily. You can pick them up there. That's in downtown Akron. Uh, Cleveland, there's a pickup area. There's going to be contact information on our website. So uh, we're talking about Cincinnati, but also in Dayton and Northwest Ohio and Finley and Southeast Ohio, uh, also in Central Ohio. Uh, so these are the areas where you can get yard signs on Issue 1, and 150,000 have been Printed, but Laura, you uh, are making provision for more. You're printing some of your own. Tell us about it. We are. We are. Because of how quickly these are flying out the door, it's only November uh, September 19th. Sorry, November's on my brain where we must vote no in November. But it's only September 19th. And we are know that we are going to have the request for more yard signs. So we luckily have had some incredible donors that have been very generous that have stepped up and they said, I will help you print more. And they are supporting us financially so that we can do that. And we hope to have more here um, within that first week of October so that we can make sure that everyone wants to help spreading the message to vote no on November 7th that they have the yard signs to help with that. Also coming up on October 6th is a rally at the State House. There's March for Life. Many people have gone to the National March for Life in Washington, D.C. over the years. Last couple of years, we've had the opportunity for March for Life here in Ohio. Uh, this is uh, the second year that I'm aware of, and uh, there will be uh, thousands gathered there at the Ohio State House to hear in a rally from 11 to uh, noon. Uh, pro-life speakers to get encouraged, and then walking in downtown Columbus in a March for Life. Uh, there will also be a training session afterwards. That information also is on our website, uh, so at ohioca.org. Uh, Laura, tell us about the March for Life. Yes, it's so great that they've brought the National March for Life that always took place on the anniversary of the Roe decision, which was January twenty second, 1973. Several years ago, they always moved it to the Friday of that week. I have attended that march for 18 years. Even in the year of COVID, when the march was canceled, I went. Several thousand people showed up. It's so important that we memorialize the loss of lives in abortion by marching. And we are showing our government, the people around us, that this is not a settled issue. Abortion will never be a settled issue. Preborn child dismemberment. Poisoning, suffocation will never be okay. It won't. And we stand for that. Um, and we want to end abortion. But right now, it's obviously just about keeping this amendment away. Abortion is legal, Chris, as we both know, in Ohio through 22 weeks right now. Yes, we have the heartbeat law, but that has been put on pause by the Hamilton County uh, judge here last September. So for a year, for almost exactly to the day a year ago, that Christian Jenkins put that law on pause. So we still have abortion through 22 weeks in Ohio. And we will show up on October 6th, memorialize the at least 20,000 babies that die annually in Ohio by an abortion decision. 
and then all of those babies that we've lost, but then to encourage people to choose life moving forward, and then also to encourage this people this year, especially to vote no on November 7th, no on issue one. Our constitution is not the place for radical abortion up to the moment of birth. That does not belong in Ohio's constitution. And we are all working and praying as hard as we can to make sure that our voices for life are heard in our state. Let's talk about the language of the abortion ballot itself. Uh, This has been a battle from the beginning. In fact, you've had a good attorney, Kurt Hartman, who has filed several cases uh, on this. First, he filed a case uh, that came out of Cincinnati to divide the language because it's multi-subject. And the Constitution of the state of Ohio states that it can't be a multi-subject issue on the ballot for a constitutional amendment. And it is multi-subject. And yet the court did not side with us. Uh, Kurt Hartman filed another case. Uh, this was after the ballot board uh, decision. Uh, he was not successful in that either. In fact, there wasn't even a split decision where he got a um, a dissenting opinion. So they didn't even give us a dissenting opinion to work with. Um, so it's not as if we haven't been fighting legally in the courts. But there is a case right now, again, of, of concerning the ballot board and the summary language that... Uh, uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose and his team put together. We've not yet heard on that case, uh, but this also helps us as far as um, how the ballot language reads, because the, the supporters of Issue 1 have tried to skew to the Ohio voters what exactly they're voting on, and it is about abortion. And I like what Frank said early on. He said, it's all about abortion. So it it is you know absolutely that's the truth of the thing um let's take a look at that summary language that uh that is currently uh what it's going to be depending upon what the courts decides uh but it says in the first provision the proposed amendment would establish in the constitution of the state of ohio an individual's right to one's own reproductive medical treatment including but not limited to abortion so on the first line, people understand that they're voting on abortion. Your thoughts? Exactly. They deserve to see the word abortion, um, not any of this hidden language, the right to reproductive freedom. You know, they always try to take the truth of what they do, which is stop a beating heart, which is take the life of a preborn child from the mother and the father of that child and try to rename it something sweet. Well, you can't put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. And this still is about killing a preborn child. And as we know, in the full text of the proposed amendment, Chris, they never mention the word woman in the entire amendment. And they call them an individual. And they also say they can make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. Well, they're upset with the language that was written for when you walk into the the voters booth or you vote early um, on the ballot because They actually use the word unborn child, and they actually put the word woman. Well, how dare they tell the truth and speak to what this would do? And and it says the word abortion, as you said. And people deserve, voters in Ohio deserve to see a a more revealing truth of what this amendment truly is about, not hidden in all of their tricky language that it's in the full text of the proposed amendment. 
That's right. And the second provision here in the summary language we're reading of what you'll see on your ballot, create legal protections for any person or entity that assists a person with receiving reproductive medical treatment, including but not limited to abortion. Prohibit the citizens of the state of Ohio from directly or indirectly burdening, penalizing, or prohibiting abortion before an unborn child is determined to be viable unless the state demonstrates that it is using the least restrictive means. So there, folks can see it very plain in black and white. Unborn child, viability, and the word abortion again. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are it it still doesn't go far enough, but it's better than what the full text of the proposed amendment. People in Ohio who are voting on November 7th deserve to have the truth explained to them. You know, the part of the scary thing about this is that regardless of the outcome of aborting a fully viable child, the abortionist is going to be protected. And I think some of that language that you read refers to that. People need to understand and really deserve to know what they're voting on. They don't deserve this to be twisted and hidden. It deserves to be full front out there. You know, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, if you are for abortion, then why do you hide what you're for and what you're supporting? You cannot rename something healthcare that stops a beating heart. That is what the, truly um, I we all know the pro-lifers and the people that work to protect the pre-born in our state know to be a fact. Here's the last provision that people will be reading before they vote if they're reading the full summary. Always allow an unborn child to be aborted at any stage of pregnancy, regardless of viability. If in the treating physician's determination, the abortion is necessary to protect the pregnant woman's life or health. And, of course, that's just wide open. And what that means is abortion to the ninth month. As former Senator Rick Santorum said, a nine-pound, four-ounce baby could be aborted under this provision of this radical abortion amendment. So maybe you're not pro-life to the point of early, you you agree with early abortion. Well, do you agree? With late-term abortion in the eighth and ninth month of pregnancy, you have to ask yourself that because that's what you're going to be voting on. Lori, your thoughts? That's exactly right. Um, you know, a lot of people are okay with first trimester abortion. That's not what this amendment is about. That's already legal in Ohio. Some of us agree with that, and some of us totally disagree. And we know because of your Christian station where most of your listeners stand on that issue. But even if you're okay for exceptions in that first trimester, just remember, that's not what you're voting on. That will still be legal in Ohio. This is about abortion up to the moment of birth in Ohio. And Chris, one of the scary things that I think listeners need to understand, if you look at a map of the United States of America, I love maps. I always have since I was a little kid. And if you look at the map and you study the abortion map, Indiana is abortion-free. Kentucky is abortion-free. West Virginia is abortion-free. If this gets enshrined into Ohio's Constitution, the Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati that's not even a mile from the Ohio River when enslaved people swam north and came across the Underground Railroad and were free in Ohio, leaving the South. Now the South is free of abortion when you look at a map. And Ohio stands to be the southernmost outpost of full-term abortion in the United States if we do not beat this amendment back, and we must.
because Ohioans are pro-life and they need to vote. Um, you spoke about J.D. Vance earlier. J.D. Vance received 2.1 million votes to victory in Ohio. We need every single J.D. Vance voter to come out and vote no on November 7th and get us to victory um, because we know that Ohioans are pro-life and we do not want our state being a state of abortion up to the moment of birth or parental rights removed from families. It's just not okay in Ohio. Reading from Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your seed may live. This is from the scriptures. This is the word to Ohioans. This is the choice we have on November 7th, and early voting begins October 11th. That's when Ohioans will be casting their vote. And you just heard, we need 2.1 million Ohioans to come out and vigorously vote against Issue 1. This is the radical abortion ballot measure that will be on the ballot, and Ohioans will be weighing in. And if it passes, by just 51%, it will become the Constitution. It will be embedded in the Constitution of the state of Ohio. Folks, we need to get everyone out. We need to come out like an army. And um, right now, the church needs to rise up. Protestant and Catholic believers all across the state need to get out there in unison and vote their conscience and vote for life. Vote against Issue 1. Vote no on Issue 1. Laura, if people are looking for the airwaves as far as radio ads, and uh, in fact, I was just asking the uh, board op, do we have any radio ads in the queue? And we don't yet. And um, now the Ohio Christian Alliance might be producing one. I'm sure that you're uh, going to produce some for the Cincinnati market as well. But even TV right now, the radical left has millions of dollars that they're hitting the airwaves and confusing the Ohio voter. Your thoughts on that? I agree with you. Um, Television is one of the most expensive ways to get the word out because it's one of the most effective ways to deceive people. We, down in Southwest Ohio, we will be doing digital ads. We will be on radio. As I mentioned before, we have an aggressive door-knocking campaign at town halls where we're speaking. We have as many things that we're doing with boots on the ground here And we know that there will be a media buy statewide, but if any listeners are listening, and God has blessed you tremendously with finances, we know he has done that to people in our state. It's not too much to ask for several hundred thousand dollars or a half a million dollars given for television. You could either funnel it through many of the organizations, Cincinnati Right to Life, Chris's organization, Ohio Christian Alliance, or even the Protect Women Ohio campaign, so that they have funding to counteract the lies that we know the abortion team will be spreading. If you've seen some of the commercials they have, they're in one of them, Chris, is so offensive because the man is praying in a Catholic church, oh. acting as though aborting your child is a decision of faith. I just Never. heard that. Yeah, that's terrible. No, I was deeply offended. I was it's deeply, deeply disturbing. And um, we also have some digital things that we've recorded here in Cincinnati, and we will be having those on our social media channels. On our TikTok, Cincinnati Right to Life has an aggressive TikTok. So we are trying to reach, you know, voters with the truth of what issue one would mean, which is 
abortion up to the moment of birth legalized in the state of Ohio. So people understand how important it is that they get out and they vote no. We need 2.1 million Ohioans, every J.D. Vance voter, to show up. Or we actually, Chris, you and I both know we are even preferring to vote early. Early voting begins October 11th. And Absolutely. Vote, right. And when people Thank vote early, it helps, it helps the momentum. Thank you, Laura, for being my guest today. We've run out of time. Laura Streetman from Cincinnati Right to Life, thank you for all you're doing. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Chris. And again, you can visit our website for additional information at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with an interview with uh, Mr. Fiesel, and we'll be talking about his book. Don't go away. We'll be right back. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Okay, and we're back with Steve Fiesel. We're going to be talking about his new book, America in the Balance, American Dream vs. Woke Nightmare. Uh, this book is written by Rick Scarborough and Steve Fiesel, and it has a foreword by Mike Huckabee. Let me give a proper introduction to our good friend, though, as he was a professor at Mount Vernon Nazarene College for many years. Uh, he is a speaker. Uh, he is an author, uh, also a comedian. And uh, Steve gets around the country, helps with a lot of Christian ministries, and is able, and speaks at many churches and forums. Steve's speeches include the following, Christian Heritage of America. Uh, he speaks on pro-life, current issues facing America from a Christian worldview. Steve gleans from his two books, The Three C's That Made America Great, Christianity, Capitalism, and the Constitution, 
He wrote that with Mike Huckabee. An Abduction, How Liberalism Steals Our Children's Hearts and Minds. Um, also, his new book, of course, what we're going to talk about is America in the Balance, American Dream vs. Woke Nightmare. And this is a brand new book. Again, it's co-authored with Rick Scarborough. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, Steve, let's talk about your book. I'm going to read a little bit here about it. Um, America in the Balance will provoke thought and conversation. As Christians, we are called to change, to be change agents. The gospel is the tip of our sword. How can we pierce hearts for Christ if we have no point of truth? Thankfully, we have dedicated servants like Rick Scarborough and Steve Fiesel who have written a clarion call to all who serve God and love this country. The thesis is evident in the subtitle, American Dream vs. Woke Nightmare. They offer practical recommendations to implement change. And uh, tell us about the book, Steve. Well, Rick and I, uh, I actually met him at the National Association of Christian Lawmakers and discovered we had a mutual friend in Mike Huckabee because he went to seminary with Mike Huckabee and has known Mike for 40-some years. And uh, Rick heads up the organization called Recover America and has been very active in getting school board members that are Christians uh, elected and spoken at a lot of different places. So uh, it was a a thrill to team up with him and write this book because both he and I believe the fact that we Christians cannot sit on the sidelines anymore and say, well, we got to be neutral in regard to politics because the political landscape has changed now. I mean, there's issues where both parties at one time used to have things in common where they stood on the same side where the Bible stood on certain issues. That's not the case now. And so we feel like that when a biblical issue is pulled into the political arena, we can't stand on the sidelines. we got to get into the political arena, too, and voice the political side of it. I'm talking about abortion, same-sex marriage, this transgender thing, uh, and, and even things that's related to the rule of law and crime and punishment. Uh, the Bible has a lot to say about these things, and just because they become political issues, it doesn't mean we stand back and say, oh, we can't be involved anymore. So that's why we wrote wrote this book, is to make sure that it can be a wake-up call to Christians to saying you have a right to get involved and to make your voice be heard, because we can't let the biblical standards to be exploited this way. Your book is written in three divisions. Part one, America's Divided Nation. Part two, the issues that divide America. Part three, the road to renewal. Under the chapters of part one, America is a divided nation. America stands on on a Christian foundation. Uh, number two, this, the the assault separation of church and state. The radical attack, attack of the left, no longer one nation under God. Well, that, that catches me in chapter four. So what do you mean and what do you write about as... Uh, the chapter, No Longer One Nation Under God. Well, we just have, you know, I think it relates back to chapter two, where it's separation of church and state. Because to me, I think the darkest day in American history, some people say, well, Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and I say, no, June 25th, 1962, when prayer was taken out of school. And 79% of the people disagreed with the Supreme Court making 
that decision, and it's something that the totally misinterpretation of the Establishment Clause. They did not want Christianity taken out of school. They did not want an official national church established, but to disband and vanquish uh, Christianity from the schools, the founders never desired that, and for 79% of the people not to agree with that decision. And that's where we started down the road of becoming no longer one nation under God because uh, our children did not have the values of family and church echoed in the schools anymore. And we can see what's taken place over the years that because of that, uh, God left school and the guns came in the school. And uh, you look at today at the epidemic we have of young people. I couldn't believe it. I just read recently the higher percentages of suicide between 10 and 14 year olds and the drug use and different things that's going on because we no longer have the avenues available to us to proclaim the Christian values that we had and the moral conscience that we had as a nation when it was founded because the left has totally eroded these away as fast as they can through our educational process and various other things, too. A lot of people don't realize that when the sun first shines in Washington, D.C., it catches the top of the Washington Monument, and on that top of that monument is in Latin, it's written the words, praise be to God. But the left would have had that down, not even allowed that to go up, had the separation church and state crowd been very active back then. Well, that's right. We're talking with Steve Fiesel. We're talking about his book, America in the Balance, American Dream or Verse Woke Nightmare, co-authored by Rick Scarborough. Let's talk about your co-author. He's a fine pastor, Pastor Scarborough. Uh, he's been around and speaking on the pro-life, pro-family, uh, you know, American godly heritage issues for years. Uh, tell us about co-authoring with Pastor Scarborough. Yeah, uh, uniquely, too, He uh, one of the endorsements we got was... Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Weldman from uh, the American Family Association, and Rick actually has a one-minute like program on there daily that uh, he presents that. He heads up an organization called Recover America. He left the pastor to head that up. He got involved in this because he went to an assembly one time at the high school where he, his daughter was at, and they were talking about all this sexual stuff of being sexually active uh, outside of marriage and everything and pushing that. And he could not believe what was being done. So he went back and he got people organized and he got three of his members elected to the school board to change it around. And he's sort of become a uh, agent for that. He's written uh, another book entitled Enough is Enough, where uh, on the similar genre that we have in, in this one, of just drawing people's attention to the fact that uh, our faith is really take, taking some major shots in the culture war, and we got to stand up and and push back. So he's got very much in, involved in that situation. A good friend of um, David Barton's, uh, and uh, we think David's going to help us with the book too. So. Uh, uh, it's really exciting to team up with him, and um, we sort of divided the chapters up. He did a great job on working with the issues of homosexuality and transgender uh, in the book. 
Well, we're talking with Steve Fiesel. Again, he's the author of America in the Balance. In fact, Steve's going to be on with Mike Huckabee on the Trinity Broadcasting Network this Saturday, and he's going to be interviewed about this book. Tell us about your appearance on Mike Huckabee this week. Yeah, we we go down on Friday, and we tape the show. uh, And I've even said to people, hey, if you ever want to go to Nashville and be in the audience, uh, the tickets are free. you just got to be on First Come, First Serve, and you can buy them online on your phone and that big ticket is on your phone and you you get in that way and you can see it on on a friday and then they air it on trinity broadcasting on saturday at eight o'clock but then it's rerun on newsmax at nine o'clock so on sunday so you can see it then but uh so I was you, on, um, oh, so let me give those times again again that uh mike uh steve will be on with mike huckabee this Saturday night at 8 o'clock on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, and then at 9 o'clock on Sunday night on uh, Newsmax. So again, the times for to hear the interview with Mike Huckabee on the book, America in the Balance, American Dream vs. Woke Nightmare, will be this Saturday at 9 p.m. on Mike Huckabee's national program on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, and then Sunday night, uh, again at 9 o'clock on Newsmax. Well, Steve, that's a great opportunity for the book. And we look forward to that interview with you and Mike Huckabee. And again, he wrote a foreword to this book, and you actually co-authored a book with Mike Huckabee. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that a a couple years ago. Well, that was interesting. Um, I wrote this book. I felt like the Lord wanted me to write this thing. I really wasn't interested in writing another book like this, uh, the co-author and that. me being somewhat of an unknown, I always felt like I needed to get a co-author to connect it because they can help with the marketing. And Carol Swain did that so beautifully on our first book. And uh, she appeared on Mike's show and talked about our book. And so when I got Three C's That Made America Great available, I know I needed a co-author. So I pitched it to Mike by email, and he knew that I wrote this book with Carol. So that gave me some credibility. And he says, send me the manuscript. I like what your proposal is. Yeah. And he said, you know, I'm really digging this manuscript. And then he set up a time for me to meet him in Nashville. And we talked about it. And I said, hey, nothing goes out in this book that you don't okay and all too. He said, that's the case. I'm on board. And 11 months later, we had the book. In fact, when I was on his show, Chris, I, I said, Governor, when I had to pick a co-author, I said I wanted somebody who was really intelligent, politically connected, and politically savvy. But since Sarah Sanders was busy, I went to you. Oh. <laughs> Very good. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Oh, he loved it, yeah. Well, he's uh, he's a humorist himself, uh, Mike Huckabee. We've always enjoyed his humor over the years. Uh, let's talk a little bit back to the main book we're talking about again we're with Steve Fiesel, author of America in the Balance, American Dream vs. Woke Nightmare. Uh, in the section two, it, the issues that divide America. You know, Steve, as you and I grew up, uh, America was one. Uh, pe- people rallied together in this country, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, our Pledge of Allegiance. And our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, our American Revolution, and our founding, and the Pilgrims, uh, and how this uh, 
nation was founded on faith. These were the principles that guided us, plus the greatest generation, the World War II generation. I've actually written a book about giving honor to them with the D-Day Prayers edition at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. My book will be coming out uh, next month, and uh, we'll be talking about that. But um, those were the principles we were raised with. But now what we see in America is in a divided America. We see that the radical Marxist, radical left agenda has educated in the colleges and universities and fomented dissent in this country. They've been working on it for decades. The communists have always been here in this country in small numbers, but they grew. And then they sought to get into uh, the uh, collegiate levels uh, in our colleges and universities uh, and from and academia. And from that, they were able to indoctrinate our youth, so much so that they began to turn out little Marxists that go to the public schools. You talked about the race for school board and to rein in what's happening in public schools because basically these teachers that are coming out of these liberal universities, for the most part, are little Marxists pushing the LGBTQ radical agenda, pushing the Marxist agenda, tearing down America, tearing down our past, uh, basically uh, bringing a, a revolution, an evil revolution on the land. And that's what we saw in the streets in 2020 with all the uh, uh, basically revisionist history and the violence that was in the streets and the disregard for the rule of law. All this has come about by those who hate America. They hate what it stands for, its godly founding, and all the good things that God had blessed us with in this country. We're in a, a, a whirlwind right now and a divided nation, so I'm glad that you've written about this. Let's talk about that from the Marxist uh, indoctrination in the schools. How prevalent is it, and, and what can we do to roll back the tide? Well, um, one of the things I have actually said is that I don't think the Democratic Party is a political party anymore. I think it's more of an anti-American movement, and it has more things in common with Marx, Lenin, and Stalin than it does with Washington, Jefferson, and Franklin when you look at it from a historical standpoint that way. I think that was one of the biggest things that um, really hurt people of faith is when we lost the schools and when uh, the left and the liberals really went over to the schools and the uh, NEA, what they're doing and the values that they hold right now and what our parents are facing who are trying to fight back and, and to push back. Uh, I know for one of the things what we can do, Oklahoma's did something quite unique, and I think uh, there are people in Ohio that are trying to get it to go. We have the backpack bill, but the, one of the things they actually passed that in Oklahoma, where you get so much money, you pay your taxes, real estate taxes, education taxes, and you get so much money per kid, depending on whether they're elementary, junior high, or high school, and then you pick the school you want to send them to. So you can take that money and put it toward your tuition to a Christian school. And, you know, maybe it pays 75% of that tuition or whatever, but that makes it possible for a lot of people to get out of these public schools and get their kids into a school that's also going to teach them morality. Well, that's uh, right. As well In fact, as that we have a link on our website right now uh, for educational choice voucher information. You can go there at the Ohio Christian Alliance website. 
you can click on that link for educational choice voucher information. And um, there's still early time in the year to get almost the full amount for your student this year of the school of your choice. You can even transfer at this point. Uh, if your public school is not pleasing you what your children's learning, you can go to a Christian school and take that voucher money. And uh, actually, it's universal. Every Ohio student is is um, uh, eligible for this money. It, it is a graduated rate according to income, based on income. But uh, the level we had, uh, Greg Lawson, the Buckeye Institute, on the program a couple weeks ago, we talked about this extensively. But, folks, that link is still on our website. Again, you have the power of school choice in Ohio for the Educational Choice Voucher Program. That link is on our website at ohioca.org. You could also go to, I think the Ohio Department of Education has a link there, too, on their website. But it's, we're actually linking to their website but just as Steve has said, this is the power of choice. Uh, you don't have to have your child uh, in one of the public schools if indoctrination is happening by a ra- radical left uh, in the in the social studies uh, in, in a program in your school. You can take them to a Christian school or conservative or classic education school. Steve, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, schools are becoming like liberal day camps, and then especially now, one of the reasons why I'd want to get my child out of public schools is this these militant transgender people that are involved in there where they're saying uh, we can get a kid and counseling and if they want to give any indication that they may be thinking about to be in a different gender we will work with them without their parents knowing that well you know who gives them the right to do that you know, when the parents are the ones that are responsible for their child. And that's the thing where I, I, we actually, I think, brought up some of the cases in our book where there have been schools, even in Idaho, a red state like that, there was a school district out there that was trying to transgender a student without their parents knowing it. And that would scare me to death if I was a parent today and had somebody in there. I would just totally would not stand for that. Well, the great church reformer Martin Luther stated the following, I'm afraid that schools will prove the very gates of hell unless they diligently labor in explaining the Holy Scriptures, engraving them in the hearts of our youth. Well, that's not what happened. It's how we started this program when you said you thought that the most terrible day was uh, when they took prayer out of schools, when they took prayer and Bible reading out of schools, later the Ten Commandments. There's been some fight back on that, uh, and so we can get, uh, you know, so there has been some victories at the Supreme Court as of late because the court is now moved to the right with the appointments of President Trump. That's why the radical left hates him so much, folks. That's why they're trying to indict illegally the former president, which, by the way, the U.S. Supreme Court's going to hear these cases and throw them all out, including the Atlanta case. I just saw where former Attorney General Ed Meese, we're going to have to spend time on our program about that, filed a case, which it's all unconstitutional for them to do that, by the way. Uh, but folks, we're in a battle, and that's that's what this book's all about, America in the Balance, America's Dream versus Woke Nightmare. And you, you and I feel as if we're in a nightmare. You know, I said to uh, the hairstylist not too long ago, I said, I, sometimes I, I don't even recognize the world I live in anymore. And she says, I so agree. I just don't understand all the changes all around us. But uh, there is yet a little hope. Give us some hope here, Steve, before we close out. Well, I think 
what we saw at Asbury, uh, there was a movement there among, among those people. I think some of these parents that have pushed back against the school board, that's refreshing. Uh, one of the things I think that we bring up in our book, we sort of give a guidance at the end of how churches can get involved. If we're going to have early voting, which I think basically uh, isn't constitutional when when I look at what, how it's been set up that way, but we need to get our senior citizens rallied and get them out on some good Indian summer days. And, and when you have 30 million Christians, on, that's a conservative estimate, that didn't vote in the last presidential election. Chris, that's the low-hanging fruit for conservatives. If we can get those people to the poll, and the reason why these churches they're saying, well, we got to be careful because of the 501c3, and you know we're we're the Johnson Amendment that said we were not allowed to endorse candidates. That's basically unconstitutional because it's saying we're going to take the right of freedom of speech away from you people. And the reason they did it is Johnson was afraid that his liberal candidate, uh, he being a liberal candidate, he'd get beat by somebody who was conservative because they know, the separation church people know that Christians, people, the more Christian a person becomes, the more likely they are to vote for a conservative. We're talking with Steve Fiesel. He's the author of America in the Balance, uh, co-authored by Rick Scarborough. Steve, how can people get the book? I'm looking here at a, a website, visionword.com. Is that uh, where they go? Well, um, uh, right now, I, I don't have it to myself set up like that. Uh, Rick and I are going to do something together in in Nashville when we meet this Friday of setting something up like that through his organization. But it is available on Amazon. You can go to Amazon, and if you type in America in the Balance, and um, just type in Fiesel, F-E-A-Z-E-L. They come up, and you can order paperback. uh, You can order it through Kindle. Um, There's even going to be a hardback copy that comes out, too, but the paperback, I know, is definitely out uh, right now. And and the book is... uh, it's about 260-some pages, so, you know, it's it's the substance uh, work that we did on it. A lot of footnotes. I mean, there are some some chapters have uh, more footnotes and pages. Some of them have about 40-some footnotes per chapter. So the stuff we have in there, people, it is documented. And if you are saying, boy, I can't believe this, well, believe it because you can go right to the source that verifies that it's actually true. Well-resourced. America in the Balance. And Steve Fiesel will be on with Mike Huckabee this Saturday night on the Trinity Broadcasting Network at 9 p.m. 8 o'clock on, 8 o'clock on I'm this sorry, 8 Saturday. O'clock, yeah, 8 o'clock on Saturday and 9 p.m. on Sunday on Newsmax. Steve, thanks for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. And again, the book is available at Amazon as well. Just look up America in the Balance with Steve Fiesel. Thank you, Steve. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. And if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. You can also sign up for our email list, and your contributions to keep us on the air are needed at this time. Uh, Click on the donation link on the Ohio Christian Alliance website, and please make a donation to keep us on the air. God bless you, and thanks for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. 
To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.